Hey, what's up, guys? This is Ricky V. And today we're going to go over Diana Ball. That is uh, the plan for today's podcast. Now, uh, all of the information that I'm going to be narrating here, you could find at uh, elitefitness.com forward slash articles forward slash Diana Ball hyphen methan Dianon. That's spelled M E T H A N D I E N O N E. If you'd like to connect with me on social and uh, find some of my other content, please follow my link. RikiVRock.com. That's R I C K Y V as in victory, R O C K.com. You'll be able to link up with me on social, and there I'll be updating all of the other uh, content and podcasts that I uh, put up for you guys. So today we're doing Dianable. So let's get started. Dianable is the most popular trade name for the oral anabolic steroid methandianone or uh, methandrostenolone. Other trade names you may run into when searching for this compound are Danabol, Napasim, Metandanabol, Refit B, and uh, Averwal. Interestingly, Dianabol is one of the few anabolic steroids originally developed purely for performance-enhancing capabilities. Unlike the majority of anabolic steroids that were first developed for medical reasons and then abused by athletes thereafter. What's more, it is the most used oral steroid of all time in bodybuilding and the best known as well with many calling it simply D-ball. Alright guys, so in this article we're going to discuss the history, the anabolic and androgenic ratio, forms of delivery, how it works, the estrogen side effects, dosages, half-life, detection times, side effects, user results, stacking it with other compounds, cost and ease of access, used by females, and then I'll give you guys uh, some links where you can uh, find some pictures and links to where you can go and ask questions and discuss uh, the steroid in detail with other users on forums. So uh, keep listening. The history of Dianabol. The history behind Dianabol is quite interesting. After World War II, the Soviets were racing the West on space travel and sports, as it was considered a culture victory on both sides to beat each other and prove their way of life was superior. The Soviets were winning the Olympic battle in many categories thanks to the help of performance-enhancing compounds, leaving the Americans behind. However, many American athletes were not thrilled with injecting hormones, so there was a need to create something that was powerful enough and it could be simply swallowed orally. This led to Dr. John Sigler, who was the U.S. Olympic weightlifting team doctor, and Siva Pharmaceuticals to come up with Dianabol, a cheap and effective oral anabolic steroid. As a consequence, during the golden age of bodybuilding, guys like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sergio Olivia used Dianabol by the handful, and it is said to be the favorite compound for them, and it is said to be the favorite compound for them to use along with Decadorabolin. According to most bodybuilders, the best part of the animal is the pump, which creates a temporary growth of the fascia tissues in the muscle while working out. In simple terms, the pumps are similar to blowing up a balloon. Unfortunately, due to mounting pressure from the FDA in the early 1980s, SIVA decided to drop the production of the steroid, and other trade names of the drug were pulled from the U.S. Hence, ever since the steroid acts were passed, Methandianone is illegal in the U.S. without a prescription, but it is still readily available on the black market and overseas. Yeah, guys, so that is the history uh, according to this article. Now, I'm reading the article right off of uh, EliteFitness.com website. I'm going to uh, link in the description of this podcast a link to an episode of Evolutionary Radio where we did the Dianable episode, and it'll go into more detail and more in-depth into the history of Dianable. So look out for the link on that as well.
anabolic and androgenic ratio. Dianabol was designed to be more anabolic and less androgenic than testosterone. Therefore, the ratio on paper is about 1 in 8. Nonetheless, keep in mind that these numbers may not exactly translate into real life. For instance, the fact that Dianabol aromatizes so quickly and so much totally changes the muscle growth dynamic. Yes, yeah, since Dianabol aromatizes and turns into methylstradiol, it creates some additional water retention and it just primes the environment for muscle growth. This is why Dianabol has always been known as such a great bulking steroid. Forms of delivery. Dianabol is mostly found in capsules or tablet form, but some labs have come up with injectable Dianabol, which is way less popular. There are also some rare liquid Dianabols that you take orally, but they taste pretty foul. How it works. Dianabol's intent was to be testosterone in a pill, so that American athletes wouldn't have to mess with needles to get the benefits. Thus, it is testosterone with an added double bond at the carbon 1 and 2 positions, which causes it to be less androgenic. It can also pass through the liver without being destroyed because it has a 17 carbon position methyl group addition, making it toxic to your liver. Like all anabolic steroids, the anabol comes with the ability to enhance protein synthesis, nitrogen retention, and inhibit muscle-eating hormones. Thanks to the oral route of administration, Dianabol is considered as one of the most fast-acting steroids to get these benefits. This has helped grow its popularity among those seeking fast results. However, Dianabol's fast-acting ability has a lot to do with its conversion to estrogen because it'll begin to convert to estrogen within the first couple of days of use. So this is why a lot of guys see a quick improvement in weight. It's because of the additional estrogen making them retain additional water mass. Estrogen. We all know that estrogen is the primary female sex hormone, and men still need it to function correctly. But Dianabol will send your estrogen levels sky high, and will do so very quickly. Hence, it is not surprising that Dianabol is seen as the king of estrogen issues. Many forum members will often ask, what did the old school guys do to avoid estrogen issues? As a matter of fact, this issue was a major problem during the golden age of bodybuilding because athletes did not have access to aromatase inhibitors, and the ones who were able to get away with abusing Dianabol were lucky that they were not prone to estrogenic issues. However, many that you do not see in older videos or in pictures ended up with major estrogen-related problems like gynecomastia, bloat, insomnia, and heart-related issues. The use of saunas and sweat rooms to sweat out excess water was implemented during this time. Furthermore, competitors like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sergio Oliva knew that they would have to stop using Dianabol ahead of their competitions in order to allow their estrogen levels to come back down to normal and let the water flush out. As a result, by the time you saw them on stage, they looked ripped and lean. Yeah, guys, and just a side note on the estrogen side effects coming from Dianabol for that time. Uh, guys used to use Mastron back in the day, and they knew Mastron would dry you up pretty nicely. And would actually work as a good anti-estrogen. So Mastron is a steroid, is anabolic, and you can use it along with Dianabol or coming up to a competition and it would work as an anti-estrogen. So back then there was no Aromacin or Remedex or any of these drugs that we have now in the year 2020. Dosages. Good quality Dianabol should be ran at about 15 to 40 milligrams per day. This dosage will yield excellent results, especially when used as part of a steroid stack. I've seen guys use 50 milligrams or more, but this is too much and it can be counterproductive. Nowadays, guys use Entugard with pretty much every oral cycle. It contains tutka, milk thistle, 
prickle leaf, and a few other ingredients that are there just to help your uh, liver along as you take some of these orals. Make sure to visit n2guard.com if you want to purchase the product for your next cycle. That's uh, N as in Nandrolone, the number two, guard.com. Half-Life. The animal's half-life is only about six hours, so dosing it twice per day will work just fine. Some users will dose it three times per day, which isn't necessary. A side note on the half-life, some guys will take grapefruit juice with it because they feel it will actually inhibit how fast your liver can break down the dianabol, and it'll just last longer in your body, so that's just a note. And be aware that it will also affect other medications you might be taking at the time that are broken down by your liver. It'll affect those the same way. They'll just last longer. Detection times. The detection time is about six weeks, making it a poor choice for athletes who are tested randomly with no warning. Side effects. The main side effect you need to worry about with Dianabol are the estrogen-related issues that come with a domino of such problems, such as heart strain, gynecomastia, and bloating, all of which lead to insomnia and feeling worn down or fatigued. Additionally, Dianabol is toxic to your liver, so don't abuse it. And you should be using a liver support supplement like Entugard to help protect your liver during your oral cycle. Just like all other anabolic steroids, Dianabol is suppressive. In spite of that, there have been internet gurus claiming that you can run low doses of Dianabol and not become suppressed, which is complete fiction. You should not use Dianabol during post-cycle therapy or during a bridge. After a Debol cycle, you should always run a post-cycle therapy with no exceptions. And yeah, guys, just my own suggestion for you on post-cycle therapy. Uh, make sure you include N2Generate. That's uh, N as in Nancy, the number two, generate.com. If you go there, you can find my product. You basically use it during post-cycle therapy to help get your body back to normal testosterone production. For liver support, you want to use N2Guard. That's Ennis and Nancy, the number two, guard.com. And uh, that one is to help with your liver, uh, kidneys, and other organs after the cycle. Users who want to move the weight scale or gain strength quickly will appreciate the results they can get on the Anabol, as it is a true bulking steroid. Obviously, everyone is different, but it is common to put on 5 to 10 pounds of mass very quickly. Nevertheless, it is important to note that this isn't all muscle mass, and much of that is going to be water retention as the muscles fill up. Diana Ball also has a tremendous ability to give the user pumps in the gym during their sets. In fact, these pumps can be so intense that users have complained about not being able to run even a mile without their calves feeling like they're going to explode. And guys, these uh, back pumps are very common. Sometimes you'll get them also on the muscle running along your shin. Uh, they'll be very painful shin splints. And one of the things you can do to alleviate it is to take some taurine. It seems to be pretty effective. Entugard uh, contains taurine in it just for this very purpose, uh, to help guys on their steroid cycles not suffer from these pumps. So that's a, another benefit you will get out of that product as well. Stacking. Dianable should be stacked with an aromatase inhibitor, like aromasin or arimidex. Some users will stack it with a dry oral compound like provirin or turinable to counteract the water retention. Yet, using these dry compounds is not enough for on-cycle estrogen control, and aromatase inhibitors should be used for that. Where Dianable truly shines in the steroid stack world is as a front loader in an injectable cycle. Hence, if you're running a 12-week cycle of injectables, using Dianable the first four to six weeks will give quick results to the impatient user. 
Since dianable is an anabolic and has androgenic properties, it can stack well with just about every anabolic steroid. However, if you're prone to estrogenic problems, you may not want to stack it with any other aromatizing compounds like testosterone or decadorabolin. Otherwise, the water retention can get out of control. And just as a side note, guys, if water retention or estrogen side effects is one of your concerns, then maybe don't take Dianabol. Just take a dry compound like Terinabol to begin with, and then you get the results that you want without the water retention. Really, if you're taking Dianabol, in my opinion, it's because you're looking for that extra bulk, that extra water retention because of the strength it gives you and because of how it makes you feel, uh, not really for aesthetic reasons or to cut up. If you're looking to do that, there are other compounds that are dry and will get you to those goals much better and much easier than trying to do it with Dianabol and adding anti-estrogens and more drugs on top. Cost and ease of access. Dianabol is one of the cheapest steroids in existence, and many sources will use it instead of more expensive orals like Terinabol, Provirin, or Anavar and overcharge people for it. So basically, they can switch out for a very small dose of Dianabol, something more expensive like Oxandrolone. So you're thinking you're getting 10 milligram Oxandrolone tablets, but they could really be for two to three milligram Dianabol tablets. And when you get a new guy who is not very experienced in the game, uh, it'll be hard for them to really be able to tell the difference. Used by females. Females should not use Dianabol as it is too androgenic and has too many side effects. Alright guys, and that's it for Dianabol today. If you'd like to see some pictures of Dianabol, go to EliteFitness.com forward slash articles forward slash Dianabol hyphen M-E-T-H-A-N-D-I-E-N-O-N-E. If you'd like to discuss Dianabol with other athletes using Dianabol, go to EliteFitness.com forward slash forum. If you'd like to see some more of my content, podcasts, articles, videos, or just have a question you need help with, find me at rickyvrock.com I'm only speaking from personal experience. I am not a doctor, so none of what I say should be regarded as medical advice. You must always check with your doctor before taking any drugs. Also, none of these statements I made in this podcast have been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. None of the supplements or drugs I discuss on this podcast can cure treat or diagnose any diseases. You must check with your doctor before taking any supplements or drugs.